Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Hey everybody, uh, you're listening to the Believe It or Not podcast. And uh, you know guys, we're not experts in any of this whatsoever. Not at all. No, we're we're amateurs. Mm, amateur hour. That's right. Half hour, amateur half uh, hour. But we, we do our best, um, so please uh, just listen and bear with us. Mm-hmm. Also, we say bad things. It's it's really uh, disgusting. Sinful thing. Mm-hmm. I got him, sir. Get him while they're home. It's fresh from God's brain to your mouth. He's got here in this radio station. Smite me! Almighty smite! The Bible is black and white. I have such doubts. Get out of here, devil! I'm a god, not the god. I don't think. And you will know my name is the Lord! We're on a mission from God. Hey everybody, welcome to Believe It or Not. I am Trevor. And I am Damien, and here we are again. Here we are again. For another time. Another time, another day, another doing it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. We're here to talk to you about things that we are not qualified to talk to you about. Uh, this is what our layman's, uh, kind of <laughs> <laughs> layman's religion. Yes. Hey, from a guy ever... who knows nothing about it and a guy who has some idea of some of it. Yeah. So, uh, so I spent some time in it. I've also Googled some stuff. Yes. Predominantly, uh, Google based. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as you know, I just listen, I react and I try and contribute as best as I can. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So today, we crack some beers and we're going to talk about um, the Christian right or the religious Ooh, right. The religious right. Okay. When that, what is that, what kind of images does that bring to mind? Uh, definitely it's going to be like the whole Bible belt. That's going to be like the big, a lot of the mega churches are usually part of the religious right, are they not? Yeah. In a lot of ways. So yeah, it's a lot of very fundament- influential in it. Yeah. Fundamental Christians and then that kind of folds into the, uh, a lot of the, not necessarily the beliefs, I guess the belief patterns of, of the Republican kind of side of things. Yeah. I know it wasn't always that way, but yeah. that's kind of what it's become. Well, let's just say you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're not, it's, it's, the Christian right mm-hmm. would more so be the political side of okay. evangelical Christians. Yep. Um, but it also includes... Um, Mormons and other kind of less evangelical um, Christians and different sects like Catholics mm-hmm. are often involved. It's more of a, of a bunch of these groups with similar kind of political goals getting together and kind of lobbying together. Yeah, A lot of the organizations are just um, usually just one denomination or something like that, but mm-hmm. kind of they all work together to push their political yeah, kind of goals. Yeah. From, from what I see from it too, it do, it doesn't even necessarily have to be religious people or people from sex in that kind yeah. of thing. It's a lot to do with just uh, views that kind of fall in line with, say, their upbringing or yeah. what their parents believed or something. Exactly, like, things that yeah. they feel is is the moral right. Yeah, whether it's based on fact or anything. But yeah, more. exactly. Like you'll hear the term Judeo Christian values a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, a great example 
more recently is mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's more of the political side that's been influenced by the mm-hmm. Christian right as opposed to being really part of the Christian right. But yeah. he's like, he's pandering to them like, whew. Which is funny. Cause I know we've talked about this and we've definitely seen things before uh, where as much as he's pandering to them, he's also doing a lot of things that kind of don't fall in line with it. Yeah, exactly. But because yeah. he is the president, he's kind of been giving like a, a free pass yeah, for a lot of exactly. the things he does, which is which is such a strange... You you have someone you're pushing for them to to be this kind of moral uh, uh, like figurehead for your cause. And yeah. As soon as they do something wrong, it, rather than calling them out on it and holding them accountable for it, you, you just do a right turn and say, "Well, it's okay because they're they're making all our other things that we want to happen." happen. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's let's like dive into how how did we oh. get to this point? <laughs> and uh, we'll try to... not to get too too political. I, don't, I oh, well, maybe we'll get pretty we'll political. get uh, <laughs> no, we'll get a little political. But okay. It's um, okay. yeah. Okay. So before this kind of movement mm-hmm. um, arose, Christianity had less of a desire really in America to influence political mm-hmm. change. Um, to the extent it does, there was definitely like your values are gonna inform who you vote for and stuff like that. But it wasn't yep. the same push trying to push their values and lobbying yeah. and stuff like that yeah. to the government. It was more like, you know, when we talked about like the tent revivals and things like that, where it's more like about personal change and trying to change the world through yeah. individuals. Whereas in um, kind of, do you know who Billy Graham is? He yep. just died recently. Okay. Um, he was one of the kind of the first ones to really start getting involved mm-hmm. in in politics as a as a prominent religious figure, mm-hmm. and he wholeheartedly endorsed uh, Nixon mm-hmm. and uh, brought Nixon into his um, big rallies and stuff like that. He was the one who uh, did the opening prayer at when Nixon was um, inaugurated, inaugurated yeah. and, and all that stuff. And he's actually Billy Graham's actually on the Nixon tapes. Oh really? Uh, yeah, saying some very um, not things. nice things mm-hmm. about the Jewish people, right? I and um, which he later apologized for. But now, uh, so he was was he one of the televangelist uh, preachers as well, or no? This he's just no, he wasn't like, really a televangelist. Like he, one of those large. Like he got kind of a lot of religious TV. Figures. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He got a lot okay. of TV appearances and stuff. Yeah, I remember him being on Oprah and stuff back like. Yeah, I was a teenager, but he's always just been like they'll televise his like um, his crusades. He called them, uh, but mostly it was just he'd fill stadiums with people. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. There was one video I was watching yesterday where um, he brought in Nixon. There's a lot of cheers, so he's like, "Oh, I'm glad a lot of you are on my side." And then it panned to the audience, and it was very divided. Of like, these people were not here to see Nixon. Yeah, they were there for yeah Billy Graham and the mm-hmm. Christian. I guess what it was in the 60s it was Christian rock, but not really like yeah. a beat. It was I like the youth way. I yeah. guess it kind of is. It's like yeah. a, I don't know. I mean, I guess the equivalent would be some some big comedians in a way. Too. Yeah. Just like public speakers. Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. Except, you know, people like religiously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw Billy Graham back in, I'm going to say, 90, 94. Really? Yeah. So how, how was that? I mean, I think I was... I was too young to comprehend, mm-hmm. but I th- his preaching had kind of changed from his early days. By then, it was like 
be better to people, love people, go yeah. to Christ. He's the only one that can save you. But before that, it was very like fire and brimstone for a long time yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. but he had become a little more mainstream by mm-hmm. that point. But then, so uh, Nixon and Billy Graham's kind of association. Uh, when Nixon resigned the presidency after Watergate, um, a lot of people saw that as kind of a negative thing for for a big like Christian leader to get involved in politics because right, it yeah. tainted his name mm-hmm. as well because yep. he had endorsed this person. So yep. it kind of uh, made people eh, not so... Uh, kind of soured it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And then a man came along, um, a pioneer, if you will. Okay. Um, also died in the last couple years. Um, he was the villain in the movie People vs. Larry Flint. Jerry Falwell. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. Okay, it's actually a really good movie. Okay. Um, not not to be watched when your old Bible college friend was coming to visit and you decide to throw it on because you want to watch something. And... Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, someone who's still very Bible yeah. college <laughs> yeah. mentality. Okay. That was a mistake. Yes. Um, haven't really talked to him since then. But really? uh... <laughs> that, that stopped... Uh... Well, it was just so awkward. Yeah, how long ago was that? I that was that 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 happened probably about twelve years ago or something like that. Yeah, twelve years yeah. watching a movie got you guys to stop talking. Yeah, that's, pretty much. Yeah, that's I think that's something that's that's really interesting. How how an opposing viewpoint and an opposing viewpoint in a film can be so yeah divisive. Dis- yeah. divisive, Dis- decisive, divisive, divisive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm having a trouble with words today. <laughs> but yeah, Jerry Fowl will come along. Um, and in the late 70s, he yep. preached this very fiery sermon like against abortion. Yeah. And that was, it was televised, and it kind of enabled him to kind of rally people together, mm-hmm. which would make you think that it was really the uh, Roe Ro versus Wade Supreme Court decision that kind of made people... Um, want to get more political because they were, you know, yeah. and that's how he sold it in his books. He always talked about how he saw that. Um, uh, he read it in the newspaper and he was like, no, we got to rally people around this. We got to stop this. But it really wasn't what started him wanting to get political. Um, it was just when Roe versus Wade happened, um, it was a couple years later when they kind of realized like him and some of these other big people in the Christian right realized that that'd be a good thing to use to get people to rally with them. Yeah. But it wasn't what made them want to. Mm. It's more of a tool to kind of get them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, it was really, like, abortion was really, it was a Catholic issue, but mm. Protestants really didn't have an issue with it kind mm. of before the 70s, for the most part. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't until um, he preached that and other people started preaching that it was murder and stuff like that that they um, people got more passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and started becoming more pro-life. It's funny hearing a lot of this stuff, and, and I'm sure it's probably a big part of the rise of what the religious right in, like, kind of the mainstream consciousness was, but do you think, like, a lot of it has to do with just television? Yeah. And that's kind of what yeah. pushed it? And I think so, yeah. People are, like, much more visibility, so I think, I mean, I guess a long time ago there would have been more of a strong religious uh, power with regards to political structures, yeah. but I think in the United States, maybe not. I guess you'd probably have outliers with, you know, different yeah. views, um, but they wouldn't have, like, a national stage with which to put it forward, Exactly, right? yeah. 
And I think uh, before that, I mean, most people in politics were mm. just because most people in the States were Christian, they would just have these biblical kind yeah. of Christian views. But as people change and um, as people become more liberal and more accepting of other people than yeah. people with kind of the older mentality, they're going to really hold on to that stuff and really want to fight to keep mm. their kind of values as they call them. Yeah. Do you think, do you think the, uh, the right, the religious right is fighting harder now because they, they feel that, uh, there's, I mean, they've always felt that, that things are going to hell yeah, <laughs> in a roundabout way. Yeah. I think uh, they feel, I feel like they think they are, they're losing in a lot of ways yeah. and they're, they're fighting harder and they're rallying people even more. Yeah. Um, but actually one of the, um, another big, big one that kind of rallied people is mm-hmm. when prayers weren't allowed in school anymore. Right. Yes. And so yep. that was one that, um, which I find, I just find that one fascinating because I get from their perspective that they feel like you're kicking God out of schools, but there's just so many religions. You yeah. can't just allow for every, you, you gotta have to say like, this is a place for learning and yeah, I mean, exactly. you're totally fine to have that. Yeah. Just have it at home, but yeah, you're in the, this is a secular place. Yeah. And you can pray, can, you know, yeah. you can pray over your food or you can read exactly. your Bible personally, yeah. as long as it's not out loud. Like, but you can't mandate it for everybody to have. To exactly. Do, just, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, a lot of people found that like, oh, they took God out of schools. They're taking, uh, they don't want our kids to to know about God anymore. And it just became like this, you know, the world's going to the hell in a handbasket. I think another thing too, and this is, this is less to do with the world going to hell in a handbasket and more just uh, something to be said about like routine. I'm like, this is what I did when I was a kid. Exactly. Because I've noticed it, my family, we're not, they're not religious in any, like, the side I'm really close with, they're not super religious in any way. Yet there's still things like that, which I've heard them talk about. And it's just like, well, that's dumb, or they shouldn't do that. It's like, well, then what's, like, I don't understand, is it just because that's what you did, and so you're used to it? Yeah. I think so. Um, this is how it was when I was young. Yeah. This is how it should be now. And it's like, no. And, there, and then there was a third Supreme Court case. What that was, was the, really the one that sparked it all. And it okay, was really so the one that got Jerry Falwell mad. It wasn't really the big it, one. Yeah, it wasn't that one. It wasn't the prayers in school one. It was uh, Bob Jones University. Bob Jones. Yeah. I don't That's actually have the co- court case, but what does... Um, do you know Bob Jones University at all? No, I was going to say that's like the worst name for a university. It is, yeah. Um, actually, um, are you sure it's not fake? Do you want the? So this school's been around since I want to say I want to say the forties. Okay, it's been around a long time, maybe even longer. Yeah. Guess what the uh, current president's name is? Uh, Bob Jones. Yeah, the third. Is it actually? Yeah. Okay, so it's a family-owned yeah, yeah. university. My friend went there. I was fans of this guy, the singer. I think I've mentioned him on the podcast before, but his name was uh, Steve, uh, as I forget his name. Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, this is good. Anyways, oh, by the end of this, it's going to come to me, but he had a song about racism, and he mentioned Bob Jones University in oh, the song. Right. Yeah, I think you've talked about um, I love the song, and then I went to a concert with this guy who went to Bob Jones University, and afterwards I was like, so let's talk about this. Why would you go to a university that um, that has these policies? Because at the time, they would allow black students, but they wouldn't allow um, interracial dating. Okay. Yeah. And the Supreme Court case, so that was up till 2000 that they didn't allow interracial dating. 2000? 2000. 
So this is right. when I'm in high school and I'm talking to my friend who's older mm-hmm. than me who's going yeah. to this terrible college. But in 71, they passed new laws that schools would lose certain tax breaks if they weren't uh, desegregated. Yeah. And so Bob Jones fought that. Mm. And that was one of the big things that... Um, oh. Yeah. And then in 1971 to 75, they would allow black students, but only if they were married. And then from 75 to 2000, they would allow black students, but only... Um, on the condition that there was no interracial dating allowed. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, just a little background. Bob Jones was established in 1927. 27, wow. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor is Bob Jones III. And it's in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. And it's a conservative cultural and religious... It has conservative cultural and religious positions. But there's only uh, 2,500 students... Uh, so it's not a large school. No, it's not a huge it's school. A no, small school. Yeah. So so Jerry Falwell, mm-hmm. um, movie villain Jerry Falwell, um, was realized he wanted to create an organization. He's talking to this guy named Paul Weirich, and in their conversation, he said that there was a moral majority. Mm-hmm. So Jerry Falwell grab that the term moral majority yep. and that's how he I've created that's that the name before. of his organization but okay. it's become more of a term well that was something that was a big thing during the reagan uh, yeah. era too wasn't they it? were really influential in helping By reagan the, be elected the moral yeah majority there yeah mm-hmm. and so some of the big organizations or jerry Fowles moral majority ed mcateer's uh religious round table council J- james dobson's focus on the family mm-hmm. do you know that one i've heard of focus yeah on focus family, on the yeah. family is a bigger one like they're, they're still active today. They're still active today, yeah. yeah. Very anti-LGBT, mm-hmm. very, like... Is that one, quote, unquote, like, a lot values. more, like, nuclear family kind of yeah. ideals? Of, but yeah. again, like, marriage yeah. and, you know, children and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, it's designed, I think, for they write articles and then your parents send you those articles. Right. Uh, did, did they have a lot to do... Because uh, I, I know a lot about the PMRC he, he, uh, hearings in the 80s as well. Yeah. They were doing, like, the... The musical trying to get the censor. Oh content. yeah, was the was the was the family? Because I know they do they do a lot with film. And you know, they might have been. They? Yeah, I think focus on the family probably was. Yeah, I could see James Dobson being like, nope. Um, I, I know it had the, the PMRC hearings had a lot to do with like the um, uh, the moral majority too, and yeah. the, like, Tipper Gore's whole thing yeah. about indecency in music. Yeah, and this is going to turn the children into evil people. Yeah, and exactly. Start doing bad things, but yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, at first they they were, I mean, they were never really bipartisan, but they were more bipartisan kind mm-hmm. of at the beginning where they just wanted their values. Yeah, it was but, more about the values yeah. than the political affiliations. Because they really thought they had a candidate in Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. who was uh, very openly a born-again Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, like, latching their, their carts to that horse <laughs> their horse to that cart yeah something like that but then when he oh. he was pro uh he was pro-choice okay and he had a lot of other liberal ideas so that kind of fell off and yeah. they really helped him like not win his second term by really backing reagan yeah and reagan was just like towing the line like he was just like anything they were saying he was he on was, board because like they had that much influenced by that mm-hmm. so uh do you think that uh the perceived over liberalization of the left has a lot to do with kind of uh, as a as a result of the religious right. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I think so. Or it's hard it, to say, is, like historically the... too, what else played a factor in, like you know, after like with uh, desegregation and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I guess more what I'm asking: Do you think it was? Uh, do you think it was uh, the liberalization of the left 
that caused the religious rights rise, or was it the other way around? Like, mm, the religious oh, rights rise was the one that kind of, or was it more of like a chicken and egg thing where we're not really sure which was which, or maybe a little of uh, back and forth between the two? Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was more back and forth between yeah. the two. I'm sure it was much more gradual as because well. Because it just, I think it just creates way more polarizing when it's like when you bring god into the equation you're not like worrying about like hearing out the arguments if you're automatically like this is what god wants so we have to obey it it's like that creates like just such polarizing ideas and it's it's hard for that kind of middle ground to Mm -hmm. to come about um yeah i think i think the thing that's particularly tricky about it is how do you how do you argue someone i mean it's it's hard enough arguing with someone who has beliefs that a lot of times people don't want to change. Yeah. But ones that they feel are ordained by a, a higher power too. Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such an uphill battle to mm. even have just a, a conversation yeah. with someone. And I'm not saying that cause there are plenty of people who are so open yeah. in, regardless of what any of oh, them yeah. is. But yeah. again, we're talking about the extreme side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then after Ronald Reagan, that pretty much it, that was it. And the Christian right died out and doesn't really exist anymore. So that's it. Oh, it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) That would have worked better if we didn't open talking about Trump. (laughs) That's that's my fault. Um, Yeah. So do you want to talk about some things that um, Mm -hmm. they believe in, that they're still fighting for, that they had fought for in the past? Well, I feel like a lot of what they're still fighting for has kind of been the same type of things now but yeah I'm, I'm wondering how much more of it now is just to do with uh, money and influence rather than it is yeah. actual yeah it's true i'm sure it was yeah. something that started uh not with good intentions but yeah. with at least uh, oh there's got to be so many quote-unquote moral but you got to think intentions. of like the rich guy who will donate to something like the moral majority or yeah. focus on the family or whatever like lobbying group because they want a certain thing passed, like yeah. they're gonna have to still push for some of those like values. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, I'm gonna keep saying quote unquote values, quote but unquote. like um, one of the big things that they fight for is education for mm-hmm. the education system. Um, yeah. So they want like more vouchers for Christian schools. Do you know what like voucher programs? No. Basically, you take state money and you give these vouchers to families so that they can use it for other options besides the public public schools so it's like you i think you use part of the voucher money and part of your own money so it's cheaper to to send your kids to private schools and christian schools and stuff okay um they also like a lot of people push for homeschooling Mm -hmm. um better homeschooling curriculum and stuff like that and very much um a lot of creationism influence yeah. trying not to teach evolution or like a lot of fights for teaching the controversy which mm-hmm. sure we'll have another fun time talking about creationism but i think that's such an interesting like education is such an important part of yeah. all of this as well like I, yeah um it's the same can like we have that two-tiered the the catholic and the yeah and the, uh, which i'm i don't understand system, that at all yeah i think it's again it's an outdated it's something that has just been around for so long and yeah like, well, what do we do now yeah we exactly keep it going like we can't really pull all these kids out of school and well i think you can uh uh secularize them. yeah i think if they if they do like a changeover yeah. and amalgamated them back into the public school system yeah. that would make more sense i know yeah. people are going to be pissed oh yeah but there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's insane. Why is that should, just Ontario? Is that all I, across Canada? I feel like it's just, it's just Ontario. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Um, but again, too, then like homeschooling as well. Like people pushing for homeschooling. Homeschooling is such a bizarre, yeah, a bizarre concept for. Like me. I've heard of situations where like a student is just way above and beyond 
um, and homeschooling is the only thing that makes okay. sense for them or yeah, like I'm, I'm certain if there's certain uh, you know handicaps or whatever mm-hmm. disabilities that make it more make more sense to homeschool but I think there's a lot of disadvantages too with socializing exactly and, yeah. I think the biggest thing is just the socialization <laughs> we've all met too. that homeschool kid <laughs> yeah to the public school system really yeah. late I mean, it, it's not it's not a hard and fast rule that yeah. every homeschool kid is weird. But. No, I know, but even I went to like I went to a Christian school till grade six that only had at the most fifty students. Yeah, and then I went into public school from grade seven on, mm-hmm. and I feel like I had a lot of social disadvantages. Yeah, so I can't imagine being in a classroom with just your My- siblings and. My big thing about that is is that what qualifies? I mean, as a parent, what qualifies you to? teach yeah children. so you're just that's, going through that's like curriculum. the big thing yeah. is like you 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 haven't been properly educated yeah. most of the time i'm sure you yeah. don't know the curriculum you don't know yeah. how to properly teach there's, yeah. there's just so much that that whether you whether you as much as you're doing you have to be missing something yeah no it's true and yeah. i and i know it's you the argument can be also said well in schools they're overcrowded there's yeah. too many students people teachers, do slip through they the don't cracks get, and stuff. people yeah. slip through the cracks but i i think that there's still a structure and a system where there's more of a of a of a chance for yeah. them to get what they need than yeah. when you're you know i mean if my mom homeschooled me I, I, yeah. She would have been fine, but yeah. it would have just been miserable. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, too, with schools, they um, they really lobby against certain things that are taught in sex, sex ed classes, mm-hmm. usually. And I think we even saw which that is, in Ontario. Which, like we, recently, a yeah. couple years ago, there was a yeah. huge push for it. Yeah. Because uh, they were cha- they were updating the curriculum. Yeah. Uh, where they were starting, I think they were starting it uh, as young as, as kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about it, though, it was it wasn't necessarily talking about sex in kindergarten. It was just about consent. Yeah. And it was about having children know their bodies yeah. and what's okay and what isn't okay. Yeah. Which is so, oh, yeah. so incredibly important. Yeah. But people are so hard fast. It's like, we yeah. can't teach children about sex because we're afraid of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, even I, like I went to high school uh, for a year and a half in Alberta. Mm-hmm. And they had a separate sex ed class for mm-hmm. uh, Mormon and Christian kids because it was such a... Yeah. Um, high popularized like mm-hmm. there's there's so many Mormons and Christians in in that area that they had to add another class which I think is crazy for like a like a public school yeah but yeah, it's just funny that it's not just in the states it's we well, definitely see here even someone I grew up in a very uh, non-religious uh, family and I have you know went through the public school system but I mean even myself too just coming through a, not necessarily sexual education, but kind of learning about everything with, with regards to that was still very, uh, I'm not going to say stunted, but it, it's still almost, it, it wasn't as talked about as it probably should have been yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Within, not necessarily within the school system, but I think there's there's more that could have been said. And, yeah. You know, hindsight helps with a lot of that. Well, <laughs> but I think you were there when uh, uh, a certain family member of mine was mm-hmm. talking about the person he knows who mm-hmm. grew up in Texas and had that Texas like right. sex yes. ed and he he was taught in public school in sex ed class that condoms cause more STDs okay. than than they prevent. 
the the thing that's crazy about that too is is that it pushes so many people and then you have millions of people in other countries dying because of people lobbying to not sell yeah. condoms or AIDS yeah. or sexual education to these to people yeah. it's it's yeah, it's it's mind blowing yeah. how like the mental gymnastics that you can yeah. do to not save a life by boxing it into your views. Oh yeah. Well and it's like that thing about how places where it's easier to get access to abortions have less mm-hmm. abortions because yeah. sexual what, education. Yeah, they also have sexual education and yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just insane. And, and then um another another crazy thing that we're seeing recently is um people politicians lobbying to get um in god we trust put on every in every school room Mm -hmm. there's a yeah somebody tried to pass a bill in florida recently and there was a bill passed in another state wasn't the big thing about that is that people say that it's been part of uh constitution and all that stuff well yeah they say it's their their motto but but it's it's not not. yeah it's something that came much later yeah as a fear of communism Mm -hmm. like they put in god we trust on that because they said that communists wouldn't be able to say it so which is, Same with which adding is, which it into so the funny. Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is another insane thing yeah. to do. It's the Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance. <laughs> it is yeah. absolutely batshit bonkers. Yeah. I don't I mean, yes. I think it's I think it's great to have some sort of national pride. Yeah. I think it's wonderful to love where you live, but as soon as you start indoctrinating children every morning to pledge allegiance to a fucking flag. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's yeah. when you're starting to get nineteen eighty four level yeah. kind of like groupthink mind control bullshit. Yeah. And it's just like, come on, people. Yeah. And then the non-education side, um, like uh, like we've talked about a bit, mm-hmm. uh, a lot probably abortion, yeah. um, pro-life stuff, mm-hmm. anti like stem cell research. Uh, where do you stand on that, Trevor? I I, <laughs> I am pro-life. Okay. No, the other one, pro-choice. Oh. Oh, right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I, for some reason, I always get that mixed up. I mean, it's, it's, I always it's say pro-life, and then I'm like, no, no, the other one, the good one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that actually took me a while to get to that point, actually, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, um, even, yeah, even after I kind of walked away from church and stuff like that, that was still something do, I had to... Do you feel yeah. like that was, uh, because of your upbringing or like yeah, from a religious I think so. Like when you're something... so in, like when you're constantly told that it's murder and you're constantly mm-hmm. told that like, yeah. you know, this is a fully formed baby, like right away. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah. And you kind of have hold part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a very common thing from that kind of standpoint, you hear a lot of people saying, uh, there, there's so much, there's so much about like abortion is murder. Don't, don't do this. It, it, they seem to be very interested in the baby before it's born. But yeah. as soon as it is born, yeah. uh, social care there's, or anything yeah. like that for, for young children and you know, uh, new parents, yeah, no programs there's, there's for nothing. Yeah. Don't, I don't see why, why it's any less important. Yeah. <laughs> once the baby is born yeah, exactly. before it is. Hmm. Um, and then, um, obviously we've talked about family values and mm-hmm. really that's code for anti-LGBT. So right. there's a lot of like, you know, like big and like lobbying when, or trying to get people to vote against the mm-hmm. Proposition 8 in California and different other propositions like that. Lobbying to get people to vote for bathroom bills, like saying mm-hmm. that you have to go into the, uh, bathroom with your assigned, like with your birth, yeah. um, sex or whatever. And, and like, I think that's another interesting thing is just the fear about people going yeah. in the bathroom. Like there are people who are genuinely afraid yeah. of someone going into the wrong bathroom. Yeah. I've heard horror stories of like somebody who's, you know, a little bit more masculine as a woman mm-hmm. or like presents kind of a little bit more mas- masculine or whatever. And you go mm-hmm. to use bathroom and people spy in on them to make sure that 
that they have the right organs. Really? And it's like, what's more of a violation? Me exactly. using the stall or you looking at me take a piss? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. It's, it's this weird obsession with sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, a fear of mm-hmm. different. And yeah. Yeah. But it's like, who who cares? What, yeah. What, what does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Fear-mongering. It's fear-mongering. Fear-mongering, people. All right. And any other questions so far? Or any other questions now about the question? I don't think so. Right? I hope we haven't rambled on too much about our, our views with this. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, uh, sometimes I think it's okay that people get where where frustrations can lie. Well, again, I think we, we do our best to try and maintain relatively neutral. We're more yeah. of a... We're not trying to shit on people, but we're yeah. we're also trying to be like, come on, it's, yeah. it's about compassion. And yeah, exactly. Understanding yeah. more than anything, I think. Yeah, exactly. So let's roll let's roll the drop. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. Today's Christian rock lyric of the day. Oh. Let's hear it. This is, uh, uh, Damien's gonna feel bad, because this is his all-time favorite band. It's of my, all time. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little band called Creed. Oh, it's not... <laughs> it's Cody's favorite band. Right. He loves Creed. Um, I remember one time, uh, going to Darien Lake with my family, and as we were leaving, a Creed, because they had the band shell there, and a Creed concert was playing. Oh. And I remember my dad saying, oh, Creed's playing tonight, and that's the last thing I really remember about Creed. Uh, oh, so. I bought a Creed album, like, yeah. uh... With arms. Human Clay? Yeah, the one with like an arms wide open. And then eventually I got um, the album that this song is on in My Own, my own Prison. Okay, the song, I, I yeah. have heard this one. Uh, do you know the song In America? Uh, maybe, if I heard it. It's... Oh man, this I've never found a, a song that ties more into our topic than this okay, song. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Later. Only in America were slaves to be free. Only in America we kill the unborn to make ends meet. Only in America... Sexuality is democracy. Only in America, we stamp our dollar in God we trust. I I can't I I, I can't help but um, as soon as you said uh, that we kill the unborn to make ends meet, I yeah. couldn't help but immediately think of like the Flintstones, and it's like a dinosaur like performing abortion, <laughs> saying it's a living. It's a living. <laughs> It'd be a mammoth, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just like a little vacuum cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, a living. living. <laughs> um. I don't think that's how it is. I've, I mean, I've never been to an abortion. Yeah, but never been. Yeah, that makes it sound. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that makes it sound like you're like you can buy tickets. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, one day you might be able to. Yeah. I mean, and then I can understand yeah. people getting a little upset yeah. about it. Yeah. But for uh, the most part, I mean, some of those people outside those Planned Parenthoods, it's basically yeah like they want to yeah. Like a actually concert. working on laws, some laws in Canada preventing. I've I've heard yeah. that, and they want to prevent uh, signage as well. Yeah, too, right. Yeah, those are horrible things when you're yeah. just walking down the street and people are bombarding you with uh, dead fetus pictures. Yeah, it's oh, like, listen. Most people at Union Station mm-hmm. that sometimes stand out there. I float them off every single time. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. silly. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for today, I think. I think so. I think we got it. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Creed, for your Thanks, Creed. lyrics and making me think of uh, an abortion mammoth. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks, guys. Work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> <laughs>